good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 320 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anotko. I'm Florence Ion. We've got a weird mood going on today. <laughs> we really do, because the thing is we're doing, like, this is technically, it's technically not after dark, because Mona is still awake. That's how I denote it as after dark. If she's asleep, <laughs> then it's after dark, but she's still awake, so I can speak. <laughs> Yeah, it's Hi. it's it's been <laughs> weird. I have I have to take partial responsibility for this because as of, as often as we as it's kind of common that Wednesday is being a real Wednesday. So okay, we'll, we'll let's do this Thursday. However, we were supposed to record earlier, just blame but Samsung. I I made the I made the bad mistake of uh, the twofold mistake of ordering those like really good Sony not noise canceling headphones, uh, and th- so they arrived yesterday. And I put them on the charger, and around 7, 8, 9 p.m., I noticed that they had been done charging. And so I was, I'm trying really hard to, I've identified my tendency to want to like keep going through the night uh, or uh, telling myself that, oh, but geez, but we really need to get this. I don't care if we stay up until five or six in the morning. We really need to get this done before we go to bed. Uh, I'm trying to be, to teach myself that there is no that there's no bigger problem that creates bigger problems than staying up all night go to bed at midnight or at least get into bed and turn off the screens at 1 a.m and i was so i was looking forward to doing this but unfortunately i plugged them into the charger like next to the bed and they were right there when i got into bed and i thought oh they're charged i think i'll just like see what they sound like and so that starts off with like four hours (laughs) of just uh, one hour of s- testing how s- experiencing how good these headphones are and they're very very good so a lot of it was oh i gotta listen to like my favorite album so i can listen. wait did you get the ones did you get these the ones that i have the the m4s like the noise yes yeah exactly i, t- I, oh, I, I these I are so I, good i talked about them a little bit uh, uh a couple weeks ago where they're refurbs uh, on ebay and between the refurb oh. cost and 50 percent off coupon i got them for like less than a half off i didn't realize it was that one you got wow yeah. nice they're nice and they're, deal. And they're really nice so that so that takes us into like one or two in the morning and then i real I, mistake number two was realizing that oh well the one thing we haven't really tried yet was there's my uh, one of my favorite recordings happens to be uh, a high definition audio recording of one of my favorite operas, and it's like, I like, like, okay, well, Bro. if I just listen to the twenty, <laughs> if I listen to the first twenty minutes, that will take me into like the first really great aria, and then I wind up listening for four hours and crying at the end of it because it is that kind of like a beautiful story and music, and then so that takes us to like three or four. And then, well, I may as well listen to Abbey Road in HD, see what that's about. And now we're into five. And then... It's oh, like, oh, you stayed up through it. Okay. Oh, I was kind of hoping you drifted off into slumberland oh, no, no. because it's, they are very comfortable headphones. They're they are comfortable. See, I'll, I'll also tell myself I was testing how wearable they are. And yes, mm-hmm. that's a, that's amazing. Yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> if, if you look... I'll, uh, after, before finishing this story of my inability to control my impulses, I will give a mini review <laughs> that, yeah, they really, they really are terrific. This is my first... I've tried them before, but this was my first time i'm I have the opportunity to sweat into them do whatever i want with them so and especially i have no air conditioning it's really hot so i had like the fan at the foot of my bed at like medium high level and i forgot that it was on they until are I took hard them off. to wear they are hard to wear during it's hard to wear cans during a hot day it was but it, it was okay the music was taking taking my that the suffering of, of of scottish lords in the mid 1700s was so it was my, like you were actually in just a really warm opera house 
uh, most opera houses are air conditioning. They they can afford air conditioning. I can't. Uh, but uh, so they, then then unfortunately the last step was that oh that's right I should uh, I wonder if I can use these with Dolby Dolby Atmos because I haven't been doing much with like three D audio. Here we go. And so uh-huh. then that turned into finding sources of like 3d audio and trying them with the headphones and well i bet i should try them like without and then but do i wait is it actually doing something what's required and then having to re re uh, so now it's 7 a.m and i'm going to bed at like 7 38 and it's which is normally okay i'll I'll wind this up by saying that see i had planned to have thursday up at like 9 or 10 or start work at 9 or 10 i wound up sleeping until 2 or 3 and then instead of being able to like write up the sh- write the show doc in the afternoon like I had planned, there was like a message saying, "Oh, by the way, uh, for we're having a guest host on uh, NPR on on Friday, and she needs to get uh, get the show doc early because she's like has this other thing to do and she can't prepare." <laughs> And so that that took me. So as a result, we're starting. It was like I didn't finish until that, this like this is all to say. This, this is, is all the to very say. long excuse for why we are a day late. But honestly, Andy, we could have just blamed it on Samsung. We could have blamed it on Samsung. Yes, this, this you Wednesday sep- event. You just went sepia toned. I decided to. I decided because now I'm at 11:30 p.m. and technically this is after dark. I decided let's go black and white. It's like the, you know. Wow, we're doing noir, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> Also, also because I haven't set my <laughs> my my lighting is I, I know I know the listeners can't see this, but you can. No, but that's like, why I'm describing it because I figure you know if you're gonna do it, let's make it a bit. Let's really commit to it. A bit flashy, yes. And such and such. Ooh, ooh, and I'll be like one of those. I'll be like MGM. I'll have like soft focus, so it'll be more of a dreamlike sort of wow. thing. Wow, you, also- you guys, I gotta tell you, Andy's really upped his camera game in recent weeks, <laughs> and it's kind of a bummer that we're not doing... Well, you know what? Listen, I'm gonna be honest. I'm glad we don't do a video podcast, because that's a lot. I'm not... Like, <laughs> I have been working my ass off yes, these you last have. couple of days, <laughs> and, um, and, and also dealing with some, like, chronic pain flare up and so this is not the week that i want to be on camera but <laughs> if andy's on camera I'll tell you he's got the effects he's got the <laughs> i've got the panache it also helps that i'm, I'm wearing my my like the the one of my desperation shirts this is like a black 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 polo shirt for okay. when if, if i'm going to be on camera i'm going to be sweating through whatever i'm wearing so let's just dress for hiding sweat stains i I also had like meetings today, so I'm wearing a collar, <laughs> but like, I'm also in extremely ratty leggings that nobody can see, thankfully. Oh my gosh. Well, we all just set the stage, I guess, for what our life is like here when we're recording the podcast, what things look like around us. Guys, we're having, we're having one of those weeks where there's just was a lot to do yep. and it kind of feels like you're just in this in this zooming mode, you know, <laughs> one track mind, just got to get to the finish line and we're at the finish line. And, um, I got to tell you what I've got here at the finish line is a phone in my hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my God, how did you do that? You just, you had a phone that you folded in half, but you didn't break the screen. How in hell, what, what sorcery is this? Did you hear that? I just yes. hung up on somebody. That's <laughs> exactly. I said, good okay. day, sir. Listen, we are going to talk about what I've got in my hand, but I've and I'm I don't even want to say what it is. You just have to wait, but instead we are going to talk around it. Yes. Cuz I do want to tell you, Andy. 
So I've showed this to a couple of people in real life. <laughs> well, just my cousin, because she's the only person that I see really in person. Um, oh, and I think I showed somebody on camera today the flipping mechanism, and they were like, wow, that's so cool. So uh, I'm very curious to see if I'm going to get I mean, I feel like I should go to the ice cream shop and like <laughs> walk with it outside, you know, do some Instagram footage with it and see if anybody notices what's going on because yeah, they're really leaning into people noticing that you can flip this thing open and closed. I mean, and can you believe that we're at that point in time where this is an anomaly? This used to be the standard way to get around. Again, so it used to be. It also, but also used to be Bell the most satisfying used to be way. In. The most satisfying thing, even if you don't say, "I said good day, sir." It was like if, if you some, sometimes you don't end an end a phone call angrily. Sometimes it's a business call, and you're just frustrated. You didn't get as much done in the call as possible. Or even thing. just like, "Oh crap, I need to like go back to work and stop exactly. playing Pokemon Go." And you're like, "Okay, that's it." Like. Just the mere act of shutting it just puts that end to it, you know, that physical sort <laughs> of Pavlo wall. Pavlovian. Okay, brain, no more yes. goofing off. <laughs> you can't. You can't That's see. So you true, cannot see Andy. any more. Go- I, I have. I've removed your ability to look at Pokemon through the screen. You, it you is must a Pavlovian. Now yeah, very true. <laughs> um, well, now that I've been psychoanalyzed, I guess we should like briefly. I mean, people know what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. Exactly. Lots of it was pretty cool stuff at Samsung Unpacked. We'll talk about that uh, after the break. Before the break, I, again, I feel like I spent a long time just talking about. I wish I'd spent a lot of time listening to music, and I wish I hadn't because I slept a long time. I will tell you, isn't it? We, we work in technology. We sp- like I spend all day, every day like learning about stuff, either stuff I didn't know before or stuff that mm-hmm. I already knew about, but there's a new detail or there's an area about it. I'm amazed that there's something so basic that completely slipped my notice for a long time. And today's event like that was finding out about the Chrome browsers and Chrome OS's color space settings that I've been, I've been on Reddit and as usual, like, oh man, why is it, why are so oh, many yeah, people uploading, right. why are so many people uploading videos that are like way, way, way overexposed? And a Redditor like <laughs> replied without being, this is why Reddit is, if you go, if you're in the right subreddits, they're actually very good because everybody's very yeah. helpful. They're like, oh, well actually that's because uh, whoever, whoever did this video probably used an iPhone which with HDR. Uh, by the and- way, mutual hate subreddits are just as helpful in hating on the person that you want to hate on. Just in case you need to really pile. Actually, I probably shouldn't say that because some people in really harmed by that anyway sorry keep going anyway i'm sorry uh <laughs> i was too busy I'm sorry. What, what is the name of that subreddit uh so anyway so but it, so it's a problem with color space that the chrome browser doesn't know how to deal with hdr and by default it it's very very conservative so um, um i'll do that magical thing where i'll read off what you have to ty- type into the address bar to get to the settings it's chrome colon slash slash flags slash uh uh, uh tic-tac-toe uh, force slash force dash color dash profile uh if you just do a google for chrome color space settings you'll get the same information but that brings up in settings like a pop-up where you can say well what color space do you want chrome to use and one of those settings happens to be at the very very bottom like uh, be ready for hdr or not necessarily do hdr for everything but be ready for it there's other ones where make sure you're using srgb make sure you're using adobe and it's like, wow, now suddenly everything works in a way that was predictable when I didn't know that that was even possible. So, okay, we learn new things every day. This is, uh, this is, I have to say that as a, as a personal development sort of thing, 
it took me a while, particularly after like Twitter and Instagram and social media took off to not be so like embarrassed uh, or ashamed about admitting that. Yeah. You know, that thing that you've known about for four years, well, I just got the memo today. <laughs> so it's, there's a good amount of humility in realizing that, Oh, there are solutions. There are things that other people know that even though this is your job every 10 hours a day to learn about stuff, you just had no idea. So if you have, so it's, it's, it was worthwhile on my Chromebook. I haven't done it here on my desktop yet, uh, but it's worthwhile in the Chromebook to see, well, why does, again, I was noticing that the pictures I'm posting to Instagram, they don't look bad on my Chromebook, but they look a little bit different. Like, geez, they're a little bit dark. I wonder why that is. And it didn't yeah. occur to me that it was probably because it wasn't interpreting uh, the color space settings of that image uh, correctly. And so oh, now wow. it's all working. You will, I, have, you will that, have to restart yeah. the browser uh, after you uh, change the setting, which you might understand, uh, but definitely worth playing around with. Yeah, there's a bunch of other new stuff that's like coming through the pipeline as well. I've been making a long list of things that I'd like to sort of check out because I haven't really used Chrome, the Chromebook in a while. Hmm. It's just uh, I figured out some new things with Windows in a way to sort of like sync everything up. And so yeah. that new workflow just works a lot better for me than what was going uh, on. But God, it's also because... I'm not working remotely. I work here at my desk every day. Yeah. So that's that's a little heartbreaking. I'm I'm feeling the I'm going through the exact same thing where uh, there's a, a couple of new projects that are like really really big that I'm working on that require a lot of not just simple synchronization between lots of devices that could be handled between like bookmark syncing and stuff like that. But it helps if like it's all being all my all the things I'm creating with are in our Windows or our, everything is Mac OS and. It's getting to the point where I, I love my Chromebook. It's still my basic. I'm bopping around the house with this thing. I'd, uh, it's 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 my beater notebook. You know what I mean? Where it, you don't matter if 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 your if your dinner is like takeout sloppy joes, you don't particular. You're going to be careful. But if you like yes. spit sauce onto the screen, you're yes. not going to freak out about it. Whereas on the MacBook that I just bought like a few months ago, maybe I would want to keep that keyboard as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. And but I'm now realizing that between this new project that I started a month ago. Ugh, I might have to like make a MacBook my new like bopping around from room to room in the house machine because the number of the number of the the amount of effort that I'm putting into to make sure that the research that I'm doing and the information that I'm collecting on the Chromebook gets fed into the pipeline and is available to me when I need it is a lot more work than it would be to in this case wait for Apple to release their new like second generation uh, Mac mini with like the, with the next generation, not the initial uh, M one processor that came out last year, but now the better one that can support multiple screens, do that stuff like that. And now take this MacBook pro that I've been using as my desktop Mac for a while and actually use it as a MacBook. And that the question becomes, what, be- what becomes a little Chromebook? And I'm like, Oh, little Chromebook, you've been doing so well. But you maybe you deserve to be. I have a I have a whole stack of my previous uh, MacBooks. Like they're still working, but they I don't throw them away. I don't give them away. They're in retirement. Perhaps it's time for you to to enjoy the company of these. these I don't think in a, so. In a lovely place, in a lovely shelf where they're respected and so. honored. They're supposed to have a really big update coming out in September. Yeah. Because they cut down the number of updates that they're doing. I'm still watching the space. It's just right now I. I'm anticipating a new computer to come whenever right. the chip shortage, whatever. <laughs> and I want to be ready for that transition. So I'm just focused on something else right now, but we're still good. There's still a lot of stuff to do. Still good. Um, you want to focus on this 
stuff. Yeah, let's, I think I think I'm eager to we're eager to talk about what's coming up. Uh, and of course, you guessed that we're going to be talking about the Samsung Unpacked event that happened on Wednesday yesterday as we're recording this. Which actually, like, normally, I'm not like, oh god, I'd, what a, I don't want to be you know, the I don't want to be the mouthpiece of the PR of a large tech company and just simply, oh, they want me to repeat all the bullet points of the. Actually, in this case, there were a lot of things that if you're interested in Android, if you're interested in phones. If you're interested in a lot of things that Google is doing, I thought that a lot of kind of interesting events has, with far-reaching consequences were happening here. A lot of stuff that kind of made me really happy. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, the Find My Device network and about how uh, keeping up with the Joneses in this case means Google, it looks like they're going to be expanding uh, Find My Phones so that it works a lot more like Apple's own network does, i.e. much, much better. But that will all happen after this message. This episode of Material is brought to you by Parallel from Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a really good chance that you're going to like Parallel. Accessibility in tech has come a long way in the past few years. Operating systems can speak, display high contrast text, and support alternative ways to touch the screen or move around it. And big players in the tech space now speak regularly about their access efforts. But are those efforts and all that software actually any good? Hosted by journalist and accessibility expert Shelley Brisbane, Parallels is a tech podcast with accessibility sprinkles. Shelley and her guests put accessibility into a larger context. Sometimes it's about devices and software. Sometimes it's about living in a world that's powered by more tech every day. Accessibility is the icing on the cake. Now, I have been on Parallel a couple of times. Very nicely, Shelley has invited me to come on and talk about some of the new accessibility features in the new versions of Android that comes out. If that's something that you think you'd be interested in, this is definitely a podcast for you. Some really great episodes include how the iPhone's LiDAR sensor will revolutionize accessibility, navigating the Zoom-based world when you're blind, and one of my episodes where I'm on there talking about what's new in accessibility in Android. Join Shelley Brisbane and her guests at relay.fm slash parallel or search for parallel wherever you get your podcasts. So Samsung had a lot to unpack this week. Uh, the, again. Again. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, we don't have a new Galaxy Note. They're skipping a year. Oh, my God, sacrilege. When's the last time you heard about a phone company at the top tier, like not just automatically coming out They're with a brand skipping. new version of. They're yeah. not skipping. They're just, re- I mean, I shouldn't say replacing. They're just trying something new to see how it resonates. True. And they clearly thought about it very well because there's a very specific pathway that you can take if you're the kind of person that wants the stylus versus if you're the kind of person that wants, I guess, the hashtag versatility. (laughs) True. So, yes, this is all about uh, they they talked about uh, the the highlight of the event was, of course, their two foldables. And this was a to me, I thought this was a big big year and a big event this was the first year mm-hmm. uh that i thought that uh, not only the technical specifications when they were talking about what they had done to improve the galaxy z fold 2 into the fold 3 and the galaxy zip flip 2 into the flip 3 i wasn't just okay now it is slightly less crazy for you people to buy one of these you still have to be kind of crazy and still really really interested in either a cutting edge stuff or B being that uh, that person at the airport lounge that enjoys having people say, is that one of those folding phones? Uh, But the changes that they made to everything this year, 
they made a really good case about now this is actually starting to be a practical thing where uh, people who are looking at the Galaxy Z Fold might recognize uh, in themselves uh, a a user that is somewhere between not wanting to ever have a laptop but still wanting to have something with a little bit more muscle than a phone. Uh, and the Galaxy Flip 3 made an even bolder move about actually now being, if you walk into a phone store with $1,000 to spend on a premium Samsung or a premium iPhone, you can walk out with a folding phone, which is pretty cool. Uh, but so this is this is why this has gotten me pretty excited. Uh, but let's get into details about the Galaxy Z Fold 3. Uh, this is the fourth version of the Z Fold. This is one thing that Samsung, as a company, I think does really, really well. They Once they believe that they're, they've got a good idea they're not like Apple. They don't say, oh, well, we, we this is an interesting idea, but there's no proven market for this, so we're not going to do it. They're also not like other companies where if the first one is an embarrassing failure, that means that they just pretend this never existed. Uh, they, this is the Galaxy Fold 3, even though it's the fourth folding like Galaxy Fold they've done. The first one was the Whoops, uh, never mind. We were, of course, we were, of course, just kidding. That was a a, a gag phone that we sent to reviewers. Uh, just, oh God, whiskey. Um, but this one, so they're, they're, they sent a couple of really focused messages uh, during the event. I have not held a Galaxy Z Fold 3, so everything with a grain of salt, and I'm just simply yeah, repeating what they said. Yeah, I've never held one either, yeah. by the way. But um, my coworker, by the way, has been using the Z Fold 2 for like, eight or nine months. Yeah. And there are people out there who are really stoked about this. Yeah. there. That, that's something that I was paying attention to with the Fold 2, that there were a lot of people, I was seeing many of the same people that were early believers in the Fold mm-hmm. suddenly saying that, wow, I can actually use this and I'm glad I have this. Like Linus, uh, uh, Linus of Linus Tech Tips was an early believer. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect him. He knows he knows how to run a good channel and knows how to like be entertaining. But when he says something, he's not a bozo who just hasn't thought about things. So it was he could a, hire some women. He could that definitely hire a lot of he women. He could hire That's some true. women. Absolutely. Um, um, but, but, so, yeah. but, but let's get into let's get into details. So uh, message one was uh, during this event was about durability with a lot of stuff that people like me. That's and the number buyers, one. Like, yeah. I mean, that's durability. You're talking about a folding phone. You're talking about a, f- a screen that is soft and sort of punchable <laughs> in a part of it, right? So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, if I'm spending $2,000 for a phone, yes. I can't, it, it has to be something that I'm going to walk around and actually use. It can't be something that I'm afraid to take out of my pocket, uh, depending on what's going to happen to it. Uh, so they really hit, they hit a lot of points that I was waiting for this product to hit. Uh, first of all, surprising a lot of people, myself included, IPX8 water resistance, like not so up to it can be that uh, IPX eight means that uh, it could be held for under mm-hmm. uh, under uh, one point five meters of water mm-hmm, for up mm-hmm. to thirty minutes. Of course, they're not suggesting it's an underwater device, but now it's well within the realm of what you would get with any other phone. Where it's, if you drop durable. it, yeah, in the rain you won't you, you would not have a problem about hailing an Uber in the rain with this. Um, there's a lot of after the event. There was a lot of in-depth uh, interviews they gave some of the engineers gave to some people mm-hmm. uh the verge got a really good in-depth about all the problems that had to be solved to get water resistance in a foldable device part of it involved uh like this gooey <laughs> lubricant for the hinge that was like thick and tarry enough that 
uh, like marshmallow so that it would still prevent water from getting That's in. That's so interesting. Still flexible enough. Yeah. Think about all the like different, yeah, all the different bouts of engineering that we have to figure out now for this kind of phone technology because you really yeah. aren't just working with a slate. It's not like the phone of the past, which was a little screen on its own little panel on a hinge that was a part of a larger sort of situation. It's this very fluid, it's supposed to be a very fluid experience but be, behind all that, it's it's like Disney Imagineering. Yeah, that's, and, and <laughs> a lot of things that were solved problems for so many phones. Now I have to start all over again, including problems like uh, at least when you're waterproofing yeah. like a, 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 a standard screen, the screen stays where it is. Whereas with a yep. folding phone, it has to like slide a little bit as you're opening. It can't be that fixed. So they the, the point was also made that, uh, well, A, they said that, that this hinge is good for 200,000 open and closed cycles. Uh, they said that they, they it's not water resistant against Coke spills, but the engineer said, no, we've actually like spilled Coke over it to see what happens and it worked just fine. Uh, you have but, to. But they, also, they, but they also have to point out that repairability is going to be a real thing with this, that iFixit is going to have a super cow over like because it's uh, usually the problem with yes. repairing a phone is getting through all the adhesives and all the goos and given that this is like eight percent a goo based device and it's not going to have the same durability unless the goo is put back in hold exactly on, the hold right on hold on wait 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 we got to talk about this goo real quick because we've already <laughs> seen Lil Laporte's Pixel 4 call, uh, coming apart we saw one of your phones coming apart at the glue I forgot which phone it was. Oh, that was that was because of a, a spicy pillow, an expanding battery. Right. Okay. Fine. But <laughs> I'm thinking about all this adhesive and the heating planet. <laughs> so all I can come to a conclusion is that this is not going to bode well for some folks. I'm just saying. Is that how we get big corporations to finally come on board with like solving this crisis? That wait a minute, you mean that I can't have these super stylish, super slim phones because the adhesives will fail? We you must do something about. Do you know how much money Samsung makes for Korea, this yeah. country? Yeah, let's. <laughs> they have some. They have some pull. They can deal with that. <laughs> now, uh, some of you might have wondered: IPX eight aren't there usually two digits in that rating? It's, it is an official yes. rating. Uh, what you're missing out on is normally you're used to seeing a six in front of that. Uh, that's because the six in the rating uh, refers to dust resistance. So yes. there is no certified dust resistance. So forget about the beach. Uh, forget about if you would, <laughs> I don't know what else. You is really should not. Honestly, if you're going to the beach, don't bring anything with a lens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, know what to tell you. I, it's, it's just gritty. Also, also <laughs> this phone costs as much as the, again, the brand spanking new as of November laptop. Amuse. I would also would not take this like $1,800 laptop with me to the beach. I would not take an $1,800 phone to the beach. I'm, I'm glad I have a $350 phone where I would be super cheesed if it met with an accident or if some punk kid just happened to grab it out of my shoe when I was out splashing with wild abandon, but I wouldn't like lose much sleep over it after I've like had it wiped out and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, I think that's okay. It's, it's amazing that again, water resistance goes again, for me, the big problem is I worry about stuff like I've, how can I, how can I be using a phone that I can't use when it's drizzling outside? Uh, and also like on a day mm. like this, like I'm probably going to be keeping it in like my front shirt pocket and I'm going to be sweating. And there are times where yeah. I pick up my phone and there is some, you know, some, some sweat, some people perspir- sweat. Some Listen, glow. I perspire. Right, we exactly. all perspire. 
So and uh, so on top of that, uh, um, uh, their frame uh, is much more rigid, so there's greater resistance to drop damage. Much stronger display. They're saying they're using Gorilla Glass Victus. Uh, they've also uh, reformulated yeah, Victus. <laughs> it sounds like a name of a weapons platform, but hey, mm-hmm. if whatever <laughs> makes you convinced that you're you're going to be safe. Um, the and again, one of the differences is uh, of a flexible screen is that the top layer can't be glass. There's there's no flexible glass that's really suitable for construction yet. So, but they've reformulated the protective film. It's been optimized, uh, optimized screen layers. So they're saying that the screen is eighty percent more durable, uh, and so. A lot, for me, a lot of the resistance against even just telling people that, hey, if you're kind of interested in owning a foldable phone, like I, I would have a problem with even suggesting that a, uh, the Galaxy Fold 2 without any of these protections was going to be a practical day-to-day uh-huh. driver. Now, Especially I'm, in this day and age. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the, other, the other fault that I've been – that's sort of holding me back from hmm. giving this sort of thing a recommend is productivity, that – uh, they've had mm. a hard time saying, well, it's a uh, it's a standard looking phone uh, with a cover screen. Then when you open it up, it becomes a somewhat tablet sized Android device and tablet sized Android devices aren't awesome. I mean, they're fine. They're just not. To, oh, thank goodness. I spent two thousand dollars on this thing that is kind of working, but kind of not. And it's very, very delicate. But now I can get a phone app that's been sort of stretched up to fill a tablet screen. Uh, but they've really seemed to have ground a lot on that sort of stuff. Uh, the first, I mean, the first big deal is that this is the first folding uh, Galaxy with an S Pen. Uh, that mm-hmm. a signature feature. A that really nice S Pen, by the way. It really just looks nice. really yeah. nicely. They, they're and selling- I'm a pen person, so yeah. you know I appreciate a good pen yeah. tool. <laughs> and, and and isn't that the sort of thing where you have? Uh, I, I I love my uh, iPad Pro 12.9 inch. I have my Apple Pencil, but when I use the pencil, it's because I'm sitting down explicitly to draw or explicitly exactly. to do something, treat it like a sheet of paper. I'm not just casually writing notes or writing markup on it. The size of uh, the Galaxy Fold, like the iPad Mini, it's the perfect handheld size where, yep, I'm going to like underscore things and put circles and lines and uh, do quick like thumbnail sketches of stuff. So the fact that they were able to finally add this, it is an add-on. They have a small $49 version and a $99 yeah. more like comfortable to hold like pen size version of it. It has Bluetooth. I think it has Bluetooth interactions right. as well. So, but, but yeah, it's not just like a, uh, like a $4 stylus you get uh, at Amazon. It really is like a Wacom style, like multiple pressure. It is an S pen. Uh, and once again, they 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 made they made a lot of uh, they had to make a lot of points about how we had to change we had to make it with a rubberized tip that retracts and bounce has like a little shock absorber so it wouldn't scratch the plastic cover we also had to change it was a devil of a time uh, creating a, a screen digitizer so that when you move the pen from like across the seam uh, across mm-hmm. the hinge it would be a straight fluid line and they finally wound up just putting in two separate digitizers and some algorithmic mojo to handle like the transition from one digitizer to the other um, which but, i'm sure by the way that sort of technology is going to help them out going further yeah. like to be able to do that i feel like what they probably figured out there maybe saved them a world of trouble somewhere else i would assume yeah they're, they're putting in a, a great amount of sweat equity here so that by the time mm, like yeah. Apple deci- Apple and Google decide that, well, I believe that there is now a market for foldables, like, oh, well, I, we just found out that we're going to have to spend four years learning how to make this really work. Hold on. Google does know there's a market for foldables because they've been working on the back end with Samsung on this whole foldable True. UI journey, which I would argue has been 
foldable's biggest Achilles heel at this point, right? Yeah. Is it the Achilles heel? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I get my metaphors mixed no, no. up. But you're you're absolutely right. Uh, one of the th- one of the submarine sort of features of uh, Android 10 is how much work Google seems to be doing behind the scenes to make the output of apps and the output of the operating systems as abstract as far as screen design as possible so that if you have uh, if you have even just like a a simple flip phone that has a screen on the outside and a screen on the inside the transition of an app from the outside of the screen experience of here's a notification you can do an action on but when you open it up there's an expectation you'll see the whole message versus uh, these uh, real like tablet size foldables where you're it's you can't have you can't necessarily rely on every single app manufacturer creating a custom version of that app and custom set of uh, of reactions to well, what do i do when i'm installed on a foldable device you, uh, they're doing a they're doing a bunch of work on that one of the things that uh, samsung at least talked about was that uh, they've got a, a whole bunch of new apps that have been optimized specifically for the fold including snapchat tiktok netflix spotify finally YouTube. Um, but a part of what makes this so good is that uh, they've added a couple of features we've seen in in Microsoft's uh, do, dual screen thing, like app pairing, so that if mm-hmm. you have a workspace where I'm used to, I like to have like my notes app on one side and a browser on the other side. Now I can basically mm-hmm. bookmark that as kind of like it's going to open up that way. Uh, they've added a taskbar that's sort of hidden off to the side so you can bring in quick access to apps. They've also mm-hmm, have a system... Right. They've also had a system so that uh, uh, non-optimized apps can be forced to work in their custom uh, win- uh, multi-window mode. So, uh, to uh, th- I think one of the re- one of the people who had their hands on one mentioned having a non-optimized version of Netflix and being able to watch a video on one screen while doing whatever they want on the other side. And that's that is also the sort of stuff that I would want to see. I don't want to have a stretched up. Uh, stretched up uh, uh, iPhone app, excuse me, a stretched up phone app that just occupies the whole screen. I want to be able to multitask. I want to be able to like get projects done while I'm standing waiting for. You want to be able to Uber. do what you can do on a desktop OS. Yeah, quite frankly, yeah. like in in terms of how you want to lay out Windows, because I think that's one of the reasons I like you know Windows 10 as a platform is because in why I went to Chrome OS is because Chrome OS used that sort of same snapping mechanism. And so I, for me, having that on a tablet size screen is super ideal. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why I was able to justify like spending a lot of money on the iPad Pro. I just happen to like the way that if I'm on an, if I'm on a notebook or as I'm right now uh, on a computer with a big screen attached, overlapping windows that I move anywhere at my own discretion is great. It's optimal. It's fine. On a, when I'm using a tablet to get work done, it really is. Uh, I'm I'm going to be grinding on a project for three or four hours, but I need to keep an eye on Slack because something is going on at the same time. The ability right. to very, very, to, instead of having two windows that I'm sort of responsible for making sure they're the right sizes, the ability on my iPad to simply drag up the Slack icon, slide it to the, to the edge, and it automatically takes up like sort of a narrow column view. That is great productivity. And that's the sort of stuff that I'm hope I would be hoping to see uh, in the in the foldables here. Well, so now my concern is that it's going to be an issue where one screen is active and one is not. Yeah, it's that's always kind of weird. 
You know what I mean? Versus on a desktop, it's concurrent. So you're getting, you know, on Windows, I'll see in the background. I mean, I've got you right. I've got three, four different windows open right now, and they're all like active in their own way. And I could see it all happening at once. Whereas you don't really get that on Android OS. It's a very like static whatever's in the background is static until you touch it and then it sort of catches up. And so that's the thing, even Samsung's own multi-window, because they were doing the multi-window thing before Android adopted it officially, even Samsung's multi-window had that issue. So I don't have the Fold. I've never used it, but I'm very curious to see like if these productivity, they talked a lot about the partners that they had. Obviously, Microsoft is like a really big one. Um, I'm By the way, I ended up paying for Office 365. I'm starting to like just test it and see what it's like because I've just been in the Google Doc thing for so long. Um, And I kind of understand now why maybe a person would want that over Google. Um, More on that a couple months from now. I need to use this more. But yeah, it's it's, I, I'm really hoping that they've maybe figured out the formula this time around because I'm I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this future. They also, and I'll be talking about, uh, I hope we'll be talking about this again as we talk about the, the event itself. But I thought that Samsung, uh, I hope that Samsung continues with the, like, uh, the pandemic style instead of having a stage presentation that has to have all the limitations of a live stage presentation. We're just going to put together an hour long video and, choose everything we do in every minute of that video very tactically and very carefully because one of the great things about this part of the presentation is that it didn't seem like hey look you're a freak and you like having the freaky phone we've got a freaky phone for you freaks (laughs) they showed this phone being used in day-to-day life day-to-day business life in several configurations including hey i've got a zoom meeting going on i've got it like semi unfolded on my desk and so the folded up part has the camera and has the the video screen. But on the surface, I also have uh, like information that I'm getting at uh, all and not just that sort of presentation, but also all the different ways in which this is actually a useful form factor. Things that I was sort of dreaming of when the idea of foldable screens as an abstract sort of hit me where, again, the, the idea is to. Uh, There are some people that you can get, like me, like Linus of Linus Tech Ticks, about, wow, this could really be the future. There's a lot of opportunities here. But the people that are will really make or break a a technology and the people that have to be had to prove that you're not just a research project are the people who can see a video like that and say – wow, this actually solves problems that I've been dealing with like for right. two, three, four years where I'm juggling a phone in one hand and a tablet in another hand, or I've got so many of these like 20 minute meetings where I have to bring stuff with me because I can't hold a phone and stuff like that. I could see a lot of people thinking that this is maybe more practical. And with the with the added advantage now that they've actually dropped the price from $2,000, uh, the minimum buy-in to mm-hmm. $1,799, which is only $200, but it's closer to a super expensive, well kitted out like premium iPhone at this point. It it doesn't feel like you're ne- you're you're necessarily spending. What am I? This is there's no way this can possibly deliver value for that money. Money. It is definitely a high premium phone. But if you're convinced that it's going to deliver uh, for that money, there is no other phone that can behave like this. Can I'm just smiling. I'm like, can you believe they pulled this on us? Yep. <laughs> And and we're totally taking the bait. I'm just like laughing about it. I'm like, oh, we're totally into this. 
I get well. This see as this, as a consumer as a gadget head, I'm saying yeah, that you know, yeah. I'm tapping into my gadget head, my fangirl side. Like I'm letting it hang out for a second. Okay, <laughs> it's I'm totally into it. I mean, this is exciting. This yeah. is way more exciting than the note. I didn't think the note. I thought the note felt very huh, one note. <laughs> it was very for like a very particular kind of user. It didn't feel as fluid as what they're doing with these foldable devices and. I, I don't know. It's, it's exciting. Gosh, I, we no, could I, have. This I agree much, with you. you know. And there's something that I hadn't really thought about until you brought that up. That I think the Note has been a really terrific product. But you're right that it was. Um, the story of the Note has been very, very conventional. Its role has always been, if you are a power user who uh, everything that you like about phones, you will find it in here and the most of those things. Exactly. So you're going to have the most storage, the most expandability. You will be able to attach it to a screen and use it as a desktop. You will have uh, a, a pen with all this sort of stuff. Uh, you will have, uh, uh, you will have the, the latest uh, networking. You will be able to uh, plug in, plug it into the ethernet, into ethernet on and on and on, which is great, but there are not a lot of people who need, that kind of superpower. They maybe people would want one or two of those things, not necessarily all of these things. It doesn't redefine what a phone is. Whereas in every single articulation of the idea of a, of a transforming device where it operates in one faction, one fashion in one situation, but when you need it to physically be another device, it can turn into that other device. It is that other device. Um, and I think that that uh, that actually takes us on very nicely to the flip three, mm-hmm. because that was I thought that this was maybe the biggest transformation. Ah, yes. And you have. And so you have the Galaxy Z flip three. Uh, so we're, we're going to. So I, I, I want to I'll get out a few things, a few a few basic groundwork, uh, because I'm actually listening. I've, I read your piece on Gizmodo, uh, but I'm listening. I'm curious to see really keen to hear you talk about this firsthand. Um, and the Fold three has a lot of the same uh, improvements as the as the Fold, uh, same water resistance and durability. Uh, I didn't mention this about the Fold, but it also has a 120 hertz screen, mm-hmm. which is double the frame rate of the previous. It does make a difference, folks. Exactly. I'm telling you this. Um, yes. And uh, they've very much upgraded the exterior display to something that looks like more of a functional first level sort of interface to the thing. Uh, and you're holding it up right now. Hold on. Eh. There we go. There we go. Okay, but hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to double tap the power button. Yes. And now... And he's going to take a selfie. Bink. Oh, okay. That didn't work. Uh, It did work earlier. Yes. Anyway. But the the last bit is that the mere fact that the price serious reduction to $999 uh, for like the entry level model, which is legitimately, if you walk in, there are people who walk into a store with $1,000 to spend on a premium phone without wanting one that is in any way terribly special. They just want the $1,000 iPhone or they want the $1,000 Galaxy. And now they can get something that not only is radically different from anything else that they have ever seen before, but also it looked like it actually works. But what do you think? (sighs) This is going to be an interesting time with me and this phone, I'm (laughs) telling you. You know, I'm doing the review for Gizmodo, so I have to, I'm contractually obligated to keep as much as I possibly can (laughs) to my writing. No, don't apologize. Um, What I'm trying to say is that I also like don't really have a lot to officially review on it at this point, other than to say that 
I really like what they did with this design. Like the flipping part is so satisfying. Yeah. And the the actual aesthetic changes that they made to the phone itself has finally made brought it into like this modern look. I didn't like the sheeny mirror look thing that was going on with the last couple of foldables. I really like this like matte. Um, I mean, okay, so this flip, the flip three, the Z Flip 3 comes in seven different colors, three of which are available exclusively online. So they're really creating like a lifestyle yeah. situation around this product. There's also matching accessories, which um, some people are joking like PopSocket is really pissed because <laughs> Samsung found a way to make the, I mean, the behind the phone has become this new coveted part that people are marketing for. It's It's been a very interesting like watching that part of the evolution of the accessory section at target you know <laughs> and i love a pop socket i find them incredibly useful but what samsung did is they made these cases with these bold colors and so you basically mix and mix and match them and it looks like the kind of accessory that you would put on a flat lay take a picture of or take a video of and post to an instagram reel with yeah. some like lo-fi music pouring your lychee <laughs> milk tea as you can tell i watch these things on instagram reels so that's why i can describe them really well but that's where i see a lot of this like aesthetic coming from is from this like it's it, yeah it's a lifestyle thing um so i can pretty much talk about it mostly how i feel and how it makes me feel when i look at it the screen is really nice you can kind of sort of itty bitty notice when ugh, I can't show you on the camera at all. It would not come up, but you'll see the divot of where the screen is supposed to fold. Yeah. But they have figured out a way that when the phone is flat outward, you can't tell that it's a folding phone. It just looks like a regular old candy bar. And I really like that it's a bit lighter too mm-hmm. than, a, you know, like holding the OnePlus 9 it feels like such a dense phone compared to the Samsung Z Flip 3 yeah. when it's laid out. Uh also the other thing it's like it actually fits in my pockets. Yes. <laughs> the only issue is that because of the uh the outside covering I forgot what this is I guess it's glass. It's very, very uh, slippery. So it just slips off everything. It slips off my desk mat. It slips off my keyboard. It slips off this and that. Any piece of cloth. So it actually will slip out of a pocket, which is why, again, you want to get like that accessory. I kind of wish they had sent me one to try it out. But I don't know that a case is so COVID safe to send back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it's probably... Let's go, go to Home Depot, get some of that Duraliner stuff to use for truck beds. Just, you know, yeah. one dip and I think you're solved. Right. But <laughs> I really, and I also, by the way, I really do like the little front screen with the little, um, I've been testing the camera features on it. It's very, it's very fun. I don't know. It's making me feel young. You know, I was, that's that was in my <laughs> notes as well. That, again, I, I don't know who it's they either- hip. I don't know who they either hired or fired to do the videos for uh, for this event, but especially for the Flip 3, they did a great job of positioning it as not as a gadgety thing or as a productivity thing, but as a fashion uh, selection. So, yes, you had the, hey, we're in our mid-20s and we're fun and we're running in the top of a tour bus and we're taking selfies with each other. But they really, but they, uh, 
they also had the, hey, I'm a young professional who has to get through a lot of stuff uh, throughout the course of a day. And it, they really did a good job of selling that, no, this is not just a this is not just a gadget. This isn't just a, oh, isn't this cool? They really did make the point of uh, there are ways that it's a better way of having a phone when the cover is closed. Like, hey, I just want to snap a quick selfie and the camera, the main camera lens is right in front of me and I see this beautiful color screen so I can see the video I'm shooting and the uh, mm-hmm. and the picture I'm shooting. Uh, or I'm in the middle of like, I'm on my way to do a hundred different things. There are, uh, my phone is beeping are these is it beeping at are these apps giving me notifications mm-hmm. for things i actually need to take care of are there things i can just take care of without even opening the phone or is this something that i actually need to open the phone with all the way to i'll to, to like having it unfolded as a regular phone in your hand which is born we've seen it but also making the equal case of uh, this is how cool it is when it's just half unfolded. It's at a 90 degree angle and on the table where, yes, you are having lunch or whatever. And it's on the table, like showing you the cameras at you. But you can also see your friends as you're as you're using this stuff. Uh, again, it was very, very compelling as someone that, again, a lot of people have a thousand dollars to spend on a phone. And there are a lot of people who could see a video like this and say that. Uh, not only do what I like a phone that fits in my pocket uh, or fits in whatever purse that I have. I mean, again, I'm, I'm a dude. I've uh, cult, culture has decided that I deserve to have big, huge, beefy pockets. But even so, I would love to have a phone that can uh, I can put in a shirt pocket without necessarily uh, advertising that. Hey, look, here is the first. P- please enjoy the top three quarters of an inch of the phone in my pocket. Just don't bend down because then it'll fall out with this thing. (laughs) Again, and you also mentioned all the colors that it comes in. Um, uh, We're probably not going to talk about the Galaxy Buds because, okay, 150 bucks, they're cheap. and they. By the way, I'm going to buy a pair. So when I get them, we can talk about them. But I thought that they they stole a really good lesson from Apple where they really did make it feel like, and I'm using this in in the best possible way, as a great lifestyle brand where you have, you're not just giving your choice of like, uh, you you have your choice of three boring colors for the phone, two of which are black and white. If you want the earbuds, those are going to be coming in a white case. Like, no, you can actually match through everything that you have so that they are the same colors, the same Mm -hmm. designs. They also made a, uh, you're, you're right that the, you're speaking earlier about how they weren't really speaking about all the work that they've done with Google. And that's probably historically accurate for these events. But nonetheless, they did mention that uh, uh, Material Me uh, is very well supported, that as you make changes to colors and backgrounds and stuff like that, that's well supported. And the outside of that case, uh, on the inside of these buds, it really did feel like people f- for whom... Uh, a phone is not just a, a fun device and a social device and a productive device, but it's also like those really beautiful Cartier cigarette cases and lighters uh, that starlets used to have in the 20s and 30s. It really is part of what makes me feel like I've got something pretty and deluxe and a very, it's very like nice thing to hold my fan. It's like yeah. a ring or a bracelet right, right. or a necklace. Uh, it's why I'm just not really enthused by the plain black phone anymore. I would yeah. like some more color to come in. I. I live in color, actually. I love to have it around me. It's very, it's good. Yeah. So I like to see it being embraced. Um, I'm wondering, though, if this is a good time for us to take a quick little break, because we should talk about the watch. Yeah. Speaking of ecosystem and accessories and lifestyle, because. And more, yeah. and more things that, again, if you are in our line of work and you spend most of your, a lot of your time, at least, thinking about what this could mean for the future. Like, ooh, that's, ooh, that could be that. And it could be that. But yes, we'll talk about Galaxy Watch 4 after this break. 
And now the most depressing and distressing part of any product announcement in the Samsung universe or the Google universe, this is where we're going to be talking about watches. And this is traditionally a big blow to the ego because if you're a fan, if you like Android stuff, uh, then you know that Wear OS is just, it's it's got a boat anchor and the boat anchor's name is Qualcomm that wants to just stuff horrible CPUs on it and teams at Google that but are wait, doing the... But wait, wait, wait. I see a five nanometer little buoy in the background. It's, no, no, it's, not, it's coming please, to rescue. Please, not... Uh, it's not, coming not, to rescue. Not while I'm, not while I'm, uh, I'm, I'm burrowing in despair here. Uh, oh, I'm but sorry. Sam, Sam, Samsung has also been like uh, depressing. Like, oh man, look at these great uh, Samsung uh, Galaxy watches. Like, oh God, they got their act together and they're using their own Exynos processors that are, that they're, because Samsung apparently gives a damn about performance that's specific to a wearable as opposed to Qualcomm, which is like, oh, well, you know, uh, I was at my aunt's house and uh, I was staying there for uh, like a while, 11 years ago, and accidentally had like a crate of CPUs sent to my aunt's <laughs> house instead of my house. And I totally forgot about it, but I thought, hey, waste not, want not, let's uh, take these this crate of 50-year-old CPUs, and we'll just uh, sell them to Google uh, for use as Wear OS CPUs. But no, this so the Galaxy Watch 4 was the other like really big piece of news, which um, if you are over-optimistic, you will think of it as, wow, this is new life for Wear OS because it's running Wear OS kind of and is supporting Google services pretty much the way you it's think where, about it's it. It's Wear OS... By Samsung, by Google, too. Yeah, exactly. It's like Chromecast with Google TV by Google or whatever. Part seven. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but so if you if you were hoping that this was going to be, no, Samsung has decided to make uh, a Wear OS watch. It's not that, but it is at least a couple steps in that direction. So it's good news there. Um, so it's familiar design to previous Galaxy watches, if you're a fan of those. Uh, the two different versions of it, one is like sort of sporty and sleek, 42 and 40 millimeters. Uh, the classic one, which is you might be more familiar with as a longtime fan, 42 and 46 millimeter, and that one has the rotating bezel, does have the interchangeable bands and all the colors that you will have recognized after sitting through mo- the, the rest of, oh, what colors are the are the Galaxy Buds in it? Oh, what color do the, the flip phones come in? Uh, and yes, you can get matching uh, matching colors. For the, for the watches, for the straps, uh, and all kinds of things like that. Um, like you said, it's a built around uh, Samsung's five nanometer Exynos W920, uh, and you want to compare and contrast that to Qualcomm's. Uh, I, I want to say Obama era, but I keep forgetting. Of course, he was in for two terms. It might even be like early Bush <laughs> era in terms of in terms of the actual engineering. Twenty eight nanometer <laughs> design. That is like that's a number. That is a very very high number when you're talking about like a, a CPU design. Um, all we have, all we have right now are claims that Samsung has made about what the impact of its processor are 20% faster CPU, 50% more Ram, 10, 10 times faster GPU. Uh, Victoria song, uh, uh wrote about it for Gizmodo. She the has co-worker. one. She, she says that, uh, the improvement was immediately noticeable. Uh, you got yourself a 40 hour battery, which is nice. Um, another new thing that is now this, this might be the most Samsungy part of anything that they said during that hour. Uh, so, uh, they have a, bioactive sensor chip and so oh god so for the for the health for the health features yep it's gonna you're gonna get your heart rate it's gonna get your ec ecg and what's this here your bioelectrical impedance analysis and again when when i say a very samsung feature 
we're sort of used to there's always going to be an uh, announcement of one feature on one device where oh so you say you have facial face unlock even though no one else has it yet and it doesn't seem as though you've done anything special with the hardware to make that happen and then of course by the time they the the uh, stage presentation ends and you're in the demo room three different people have tested it using well what if i take a selfie of myself on the iphone and try to use that to, oh yes i can unlock with a with a with a selfie that i've taken on a phone so this is a uh, the bioelectrical impedance analysis um it is a known technique for detecting body composition, like uh, how much body fat versus muscle mm-hmm. uh, muscle composition, if you have a uh, a scale bathroom scale that does that sort of stuff, it's the same thing. It sends a low current through the body, and it does some uh, sensing based on the fact that uh, parts of the meat that have water and lots of water in them uh, have a different impedance. Parts than- of the meat. I can I was looking for an effective way of saying <laughs> muscles and fat and bone and things like that. After the whole army hammer debacle, we're going to mention <laughs> us as meat. <laughs> well, technically speaking, I mean to to to, to a non-vegetarian alien, I mean. <laughs> Sorry everyone. But anyway, it's so we we'll, we we need to so uh, for the, to get body composition results, it takes a 15-second scan and we'll tell you muscle mass, body fat body water present uh, percentage it's, it's weird so victoria used it she's kind of been talking about it i it's weird at least i'm hearing reports from people who have used it that it's at least like somewhat consistent in its measurements so you yeah. can't actually like use it to measure changes over time in an anecdotal sort of way towards whatever supposed goal you might be working towards. But I'm always really wary about these kind of features because I just, when I found out that apparently you can't, you're not really supposed to use this thing. Like when you're on your period. Yeah. If you're, if you're a, you know, a person with that ability and it's just very, (sighs) Yeah, I was yeah. Tr- I was trying to figure out exactly w- what they're recommending people use this for because another limitation is that like on a day like today where I'm I'm I got water coming in and I've got water sweating out at prodigious mm-hmm. rates. So if mm-hmm. I'm super super hydrated, that's going to affect the results. That uh, there's uh, I read one uh, independent person who was talking about this specific feature that's saying that it works a about as well as a smart scale when you try excuse me, the technique of reading this through the wrist as opposed to through the soles of your feet they are roughly comparable so every which means it doesn't work better than what a smart scale would do but that also says that the the, the only ups the, i guess the only uh, the way that you would use this is that um it's very it's we know as we get more sophisticated about health and uh, the, the 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 path that we're on for better health that simply weighing yourself and saying oh my god i weigh you know i weigh 208 i should be weighing according to this chart 192 that's no good that's not healthy it's also not helpful what you really want to find out is how much is how much of my weight is fat and how much of that do i want to remove or reduce uh, and to make sure that I've got, you know, think, things are proceeding in the right direction. But even so, it's not like it's not as zazzy as when they say, oh, this has got an ECG feature. So if you got there's there's no one there's no one that's going to have like this really, really passionate uh, Twitter or Instagram post that says, you know, 
I was out exercising and, or I was just climbing stairs with my friends and, uh, to get to the, get to the top of the tower. And my, my, my watch beeped and said that my, my, uh, my, wa- my body internal water level is 18%, whereas it's usually 16%. And, Nothing happened, but it was an interesting thing. That, no, we want ECG to say, and then I've got a warning that, gosh, my heart rate is irregular. Maybe you want to take a look at that. And that's when I finally found out that the, that the demon living inside my family DNA that causes Apple most people to Apple does that a lot. Us, does, yeah. I think it's like, oh, guys, like, but I mean, look, it's I wrote not, a story no, it's, about. It, 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 is, it is genuinely valuable to people who yes. have had that experience, but it's not the reason for people to get scared and buy an Apple Watch or buy a watch with an ECG meter. It's it's nice that it's certainly nice that it's there. And also, also let, let, as I as I keep reflecting upon, if if Apple is like, whenever they're on stage saying we believe that our support of healthcare and electronics and wearables is the most holy and greatest thing that we will ever do saying okay so you only want to save apple users you don't care if android users drop dead even though you definitely have the technology to make a version of the apple well Watch. they're not spending money on apple things exactly. but what, what are you used to maybe 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 <laughs> maybe you'll leave your money to a kid who will buy an apple product with, with what they inherit from you <laughs> maybe yeah. that's the long-range Which, strategy by the way speaking of spending money i am planning on buying a galaxy watch yeah. for uh probably the 40 millimeter and I am really thinking about getting it with LTE because I'd like something that's connected while I'm gone and I'm willing, you know, while I'm away from my phone and I'm willing to pay for that. I am also just really happy about this price, $250 starting yeah. price. That's accessible. That's good because sure. I'm going to probably buy the buds too. I'm, I'm, this is, <laughs> you upgraded your camera and your stuff. I upgraded my laptop. Right. Now I'm upgrading some of my other little accessories that need upgrading. Um, the phone what if I end up falling in love with this flip? I don't know what I'm going to do. Like then I'm going to what go bite in lavender. Cause that's, what's going to happen. And then I'm going to have a bunch of Samsung products, which I never, I haven't been in this seat for a while. So I don't know. This event did a lot to me more than I thought it would. It tired me out. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's taking my money with pre-orders. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but you you were already aware of a, a, a Galaxy Watch user from way back. Yeah, you? I was planning on upgrading yeah. my watch anyway, just because I had banged mine a couple times, and I realized I would like to have a little more functionality out yep. on the road. But um, I'm hoping. I don't know. This this is a very good. Uh, what am I trying to say? I I think it's it's a tick upward. For yeah. Samsung in terms of what they're doing for Android users. Yeah, well, I'll say that. Also, because it's um, like I like I said at the start, if you were half reading some of the announcements and thinking, oh, my God, Samsung has finally done a Wear OS watch. This isn't this, but it's not like previous uh, Samsung watches where it is 100 percent a Tizen jam. Uh, mm-hmm. That it's not it works it works great with your Android phone of course but it is a Samsung OS Samsung product Samsung apps um, this one seems to be like it's halfway Wear OS um, like you said they they refer to it as Wear OS powered by Samsung so from that you can infer that it is a lot like Samsung phones where it's Android but Samsung puts enough stuff Either. on top of it so that you don't you think of it as a Samsung product. Uh, and with Samsung technology as opposed to a, a Google product. So maybe 
Wear OS plus, or maybe ties in with Wear OS enhancements. Um, and so the good news there is that uh, that means that it does have access to the Play Store. They explicitly said that it can run Google apps uh, such as Google Maps, Google Messages, Google Pay. Um, however, cool your jets, uh, no Google assistance, um, nothing is pre-installed. All the defaults are Samsung apps. So you default to Google pay, Google health, Google maps, excuse, I'm sorry, Samsung pay, Samsung health, mm-hmm. Samsung maps, and Bixby. Um, also there are some, that's, big, I think the biggest, yeah, that's, that's the, not having, that's... not having the assistant is a big matzo ball to have to get down. Uh, and, uh, what I was most concerned about is that it seems as though early reports are that uh, Google Fit does, you can certainly install it and it will certainly work, but it won't work as natively as Samsung's own fitness apps, which is kind of a bummer. Um, so <sighs> it is, but I really like Samsung Health, but that's because I was kind of forced to use it yeah. being a watch active user. And I figured out a way to just make everything sync up and link together. And I, guess I'm fine with that for now. <laughs> what I would really love is for you want to talk about fragmentation of an ecosystem. I'm telling you the fitness, every uh, journey, whatever path that you take in your fitness journey, if you decide to go on something that's cloud-based or online, takes you into your own little fragment. It just completely right. like, I, yeah. anyway, that's for it's, another episode. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, if, if uh, Samsung uh, literally, if, if Google unofficially said that we are. We have realized that we're not good at making this hardware. The fact that we have been shacked up with Qualcomm for so long, even though this is a one, very much a one-way hardware relationship, shows that perhaps we need. It was, we'd be very happy for Samsung to be the standard bearer for Wear OS watches. I would be very interested in this. However, I'm. Uh, the, I have to say that even after all this time. I'm not that excited. The thing that gets me not that excited about Samsung phones is that I kind of don't. I, I'm, I trust Google. I also trust the fact that I'm hold, I'm giving one multi-trillion-dollar company all this information. I'm not trusting several. Okay, that and Apple, but I don't like the idea of giving Samsung also equal access to the stuff I'm already giving to Google. I don't like the fact that I have to sign up for so many Sam. I, I have no interest in Samsung maps, no interest in it is very Samsung. I've yeah. already like started putting passwords in Samsung pass. I'm just going to go ahead and roll with it and see where it takes me. So God bless me and God speed to me. Yes. <laughs> we will be by your side. <laughs> <laughs> we will, we'll be at the other end of that lifeline. Should you need to be pulled hmm. back from South Korea? Thank you. Um, so, but well, so there's still, still optimism. Korea, but... we're, we're still waiting for uh, what's going to be happening. Google still hasn't really talked about what they're going to be doing with I Wear know. OS uh, or what the long term connection, what their long term plans of their Fitbit acquisition is. I'm still hoping that they just help, they basically keep the, the Fitbit people in their own building with their own health club, their own restaurant, their own everything. And whenever they, whatever they want from where the where OS team, they get. And I, cause I think that will yield the, the, the fitness watch or smartwatch that I would be likely to actually be wearing on a regular basis. I did buy a Fitbit. I think it's a surge. It was like 123, basically a really nice band sort of thing, uh, which I, we spoke about this before that has enough of the smart features to make it worthy for me while being dumb enough that 
it's not big and chunky and I don't have to charge it every day. I can go several mm-hmm. days it's without having to charge it. Yep. So I've been very, I, to be honest, I've, I've been dreaming about having a really, really super good Wear OS watch that makes me as excited as I often am about uh, Apple watches when I get to uh, try those out for about a month. However, I don't really need that. What I need is a watch with extra features that reminds me that, yeah, we just wanted to call your attention to the fact that we've logged. Uh, what was it, Jack? Was it 18? 18 steps uh, a day since Tuesday. And maybe you want to get on that. Like, all right, fine. Thank you. You're doing your job. Take $20 out of petty cash. I'm doing that this week, but that's because yeah, exactly. your girl just didn't have it in her. She just, sometimes you got to choose. Sometimes, you sometimes, your body. sometimes it your just body. stays on. The, again, this has been definitely one of those weeks where it stays on the nightstand uh, because I'm just Listen not. Listen to even, your body. Yeah. Well, it's mostly because again, I've been doing lots of work and not not paying attention to, like you 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 have not been so busy, Andy, that you could not take like an hour and a half to take a walk like around the neighborhood and maybe that nice nice pool. I don't want to take path. a walk. Yeah. I want to eat ice cream with my kid. True. Well, hey, when you when you're lifting the cone up and down, that's like you know that, that'll jiggle it up to make you think you're watching. Mouth. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Well, we've run a little bit All late right. because we had so much fun stuff to say about Samsung stuff. So uh, I hope you can we'll, we'll use that as a teaser. The th- this, uh, this whole thing about the Find My Device Network. Oh, my God, what a blockbuster. I was shocked. I was like, Google was not going to get away with this. Their enemies will cluster around them looking for weaknesses that have been discovered by virtual effect. They've even contemplated such an evil and awkward plan. So I'm using that to build up that when we talk about it next week, oh my God, you're going to be excited. Even though it's just a nice little announcement, not really that much. I don't... Unless 17 other things happen between <laughs> exactly. now and then, which is completely possible. Exactly. Like, like I found out that this, uh, this, this is... I'll, we, we will be ending the show uh, in a moment, but this is a, a window into like my awareness of, of how like a lot of the other press deals with tech news. It's like, there was so much news, like an explosion of news over the past two days about, Oh my God, Google is cutting the, cutting the, uh, the pay of anybody who refuses to go back to work and wants to work in their houses. And I'm like, Oh my God, what did I, I guess I've been so focused on this Apple news that I've been doing for the past week and the Samsung, I guess, what did I miss? And it's like, Oh, so you're reporting on stuff that basically they announced in June as though you're just becoming aware of it now. Okay. No, no, again, you you do you. I just didn't realize that. The, I I thought I thought that I was I thought that I had something that I needed to do. Now apparently I do not. But but we do need to well, end this show and go back to our lives of joy and fulfillment, don't we? Sleep. Uh, exactly. Besides sleeping, what are you going to be up to uh, next week that you want to call people's illustrious attention to, Flo? Oh, just stay tuned to Gizmodo.com. There's yeah. a lot of really good stuff coming out from me right now. So I can stay that. tuned there. I've, I've, right? I have to say, I've, I'm really enjoying your Gizmodo stuff. I've, I've always been... I've, Thank you. When, there, when there's like a big, like well-known outlet like Gizmodo, I always wonder, like, do they have like an internal style guide that says that you don't have to talk... You don't have to remove your own personality, but we prefer you not say this, this, this. It really, having spent so much time speaking to you, reading your stuff is mostly just like speaking to you with a a higher agenda. And also, I don't get to interrupt and say, ooh, but what did that happen? So, yeah. it's it's, It helps to have an editor who brings it out of you. Yes. So. (laughs) You've got, got, there's there's a really good team there, and I'm I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. this. There's a reason why I've I've got a flow bookmark. Uh, on my Thanks, on, on my bar there. Um, speaking to myself, I'm going to be talking Please on do. Boston Public Radio uh, as usual tomorrow. WGBHnews.org. You can stream it live at 1 p.m. or you can stream it later at your convenience. This is this is when I when I sign off and say goodbye after our post show chatter. I have to take um, the, the 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 
the, the fault are all about uh, and the fallout about Apple's uh, child protections uh, features Oof. happened. Like the, the the unconfirmed news happened while I was planning last week's uh, news wrap up. And so I'm like, ah, I can't talk. about. I, I could talk about it, but I can't. So now it's like an entire week worth of thinking about it means that Ugh. no joke. Like uh, normally I will write three to four thousand words of like briefing papers for my own uh, edification and for the edification of like the hosts mm-hmm. who have not spent the who don't know what I'm going to be talking about and why these topics are important. And I have a, a separate document that I've been building over the, over the past the entire week of little over 2,000 words that is nothing but like questions and important elements of the story. No research, no detail, no bullet charts of I'm saying like 2,000 things about how, but what about this? Saying people should be worried about that. So I'm, I don't feel as though I'm going to be getting much sleep tonight. Fortunately at 1 p.m. so I can sleep from like 6 until 11 and still get a good, a pretty good night's sleep because it's going to be okay if I could, I could speak for two. I've got enough stuff here to speak to about this on about for two hours. I probably can only speak for about ten minutes about it. So, alrighty then. Anyway, so there's that. As usual, go to Godspeed. Godspeed. I will take someone's speed, anyone at this point. Uh, so that's going to do it for us for this week. As usual, if you uh, want to send us email feedback, uh, go to material pod. Uh, go to uh, relay.fm slash material to send us email to. Uh, uh, to uh, take a look at our uh, docs, links, images, stuff that we post to enhance your enjoyment of this show. Uh, you can also sign up to become a sponsor if you wish. We enjoy that. We've got our, our next special episode, members-only episode, in planning, and I think that you're going to enjoy it because I know that I'm enjoying uh, getting ready for it. Uh, but once again, please sit back, enjoy yourself. Be, ha- be healthy, be happy, be safe. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you listen again next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.